the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Good morning, family. So, family, today I, I want to discuss a family matter. You know, families have to discuss family issues, right? This family matter that I'd like to discuss today is something that goes beyond just this particular family. It goes and affects all of us, the whole entire world. I'm going to be talking about some topics that maybe um, your children are not maybe ready to hear, but unfortunately, it has to do with them. And they're going to hear it, and they're going to see it, and it's going to affect them. From the youngest of elementary school all the way until adulthood. There's something today that is literally going to affect all of us and actually has to do, and Jesus sitting in the gospel is warning us. He's talking about the very things that are about to start happening in our world today. If you and I don't do something about it. Today, Jesus in the gospel talks about people who cause harm willingly to children. He says, the, the apostles ask, who's the greatest in the kingdom of heaven? Who's the greatest? Jesus says, this child, the most little. Why? Because the little ones are vulnerable. They don't have a voice for themselves. They're completely dependent on adults. And Jesus, of course, is asking us to have that same spirit to be dependent on God. However, he is talking about, he also continues and he says that anybody who causes harm or is a stumbling block to stopping children from coming to me or causing harm to children willingly, he says it was better for them to have had a millstone which is literally the size, a rock, the size of this altar, to be tied around his neck and to be thrown in the depths of the sea. That's a really, really scary thought that Jesus, the merciful one, is saying. So what could he be possibly talking about? Is he just talking about any type of child harm? Of course. But today... I think more than ever I'm understanding his words. I want to discuss Proposal 3. How many of you guys have not heard of Proposal 3? I want to know if you've not heard of Proposal 3. Not heard. Who has not heard of it? Okay. So mostly all of you guys have heard about it. Most of you guys have seen the signs. Many of you guys, however, probably don't know exactly what Proposal is actually proposing. That's why I want to break it down. I want to preface this homily by saying that this homily is not a pro-life, pro-choice homily. Okay? So if you are in here and you are pro-choice, I'm asking you very peacefully to listen. Let's have a talk. Let's have a discussion. I don't need anybody like Mother of God Church, somebody getting up and screaming and yelling and causing ruckus. This is a peaceful home. If you do not want peace, you can leave now. We want peace. But peace does not mean that we don't have difficult discussions. Correct? 
Okay. So Jesus says, causing harm to children. Let's just go through this proposal and let's just see if this proposal is or isn't doing exactly what Jesus is saying, causing harm to children. The very first thing I'd like to, to help us understand is that the proposal does not actually propose itself in this way. The language in this proposal is presented in such a way that it's, 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 it's almost talking about a woman having the right to abort, okay? That's, what it, that's how they're proposing, which actually, this proposal has nothing to do with a woman's right to abort uh, in, in, in the sense of Roe versus Wade. It doesn't actually have anything to do with it. It goes beyond that. It goes way beyond that. If this proposal goes through, what is going to happen is that now a woman can abort a child at any moment during her pregnancy, which means that even moments before, if she decides not to have that child, she doesn't want it anymore, she can literally ask the doctor to abort her child before she gives birth. A fully grown baby. And I would highly suggest that you go online and you look at late-term abortions. There are videos that show you exactly how they do it, and it is gruesome, and it is disgusting, and it literally turns my insides upside down. I won't go into the details to spare our children. Not only is she able to do that, but even if she decides for mental reasons, if she doesn't want that child, even after giving birth, she has the right not to let that child live. She can choose, and the doctor actually has to allow the child to pass. So the doctor can actually deny a ventilator to the child that's already born. So this has nothing to do with, oh, is this a person? It's not a person. When does life begin? It doesn't begin at this time. It begins at this time. It has nothing to do with that anymore. It's a, it's a child that's out of the womb, but the, now the mother has the right not to, not to keep it, and the doctor has nothing to do with it. The doctor has to kill it. Are y'all listening to this? Like, are we, are we getting this? This is very scary. What's even scarier is that now, with this proposal, if it goes through, you no longer have to be a licensed person or, or a professional, medical professional, to even, to even do an abortion. So now, anybody can perform an abortion on someone else. So let's say you are pro-choice. I'm going to talk to my pro-choice people out there. Don't you want somebody who's professional and who's been trained to perform this? Does it make sense? You, does it make sense? You have not been ordained a priest. You have not been trained as a priest for you to come up and do mass. No, you've not been trained. You have no idea how to celebrate a mass. So it doesn't make sense for you to celebrate the mass, does it? This is the most simple, guys. The most common sense. Now anybody... Can, can commit this, can, can perform this? So talk about the danger. Talk about the danger that, that, is actually, that, that is actually going to happen when somebody doesn't know how to sterilize certain things and doesn't know how to do the procedure. What could possibly happen to the mother and the child? Well, what does it matter? The mother doesn't want it. That's it. It gets even worse. 
Right now, at this point, abortion is now going to be open, if this goes through, to, to women at all ages without parental consent. So even a young teen at 13 years old, if she decides to have an abortion, her mom and her dad cannot have anything to do with it, and they won't know anything about it. So 13 years old, it makes sense. For a 13-year-old, what does a 13-year-old understand about this? What does a 14-year-old understand about this? Shouldn't the mom and dad have anything to do with it? Shouldn't the mom and dad know that their child is going to undergo such a surgery, such a, such a, a, a serious procedure? Now mom and dads have nothing to do with it. They can't say a word. They can't get involved. Guys, this is not a pro-choice, pro-life homily. This is serious. This is getting very scary. It gets even worse. Now schools, schools can actually provide abortions and they can actually counsel your children and your girls to get an abortion. And they can provide them uh, sterilizations, pills, uh, all of these things. And it gets even worse. Now schools and doctors can provide gender change to a child at any age, 10 years old. 10 years old, the child wants to change his gender. Parents have nothing to do with that anymore. So without parental consent, a doctor can start performing a gender change. 10 years old, 12 years old, 13. When do you think it's okay for a child to change, make that type of decision for himself? Without parental consent? And the schools can now start counseling children about it. They can start counseling. They can start giving them uh, hormones, sterilization, all these things. Schools. What's going to happen to this world? What's going to happen to our children? So at this point, my brothers and sisters, we've got to do something about it. Again, this is not about being pro-choice. It's not about being pro-life. And, and I want to make uh, another statement that any woman in this church that has had an abortion, God has mercy. God has mercy. Endless mercy. And he's not Jesus is not talking to you and saying, that you're condemned and that you should be thrown in the depth of the sea. Absolutely not. That's not what he's talking about. God has mercy. If we repent, God has mercy. And no one has the right to judge you. God himself forgives you. No one has the right to judge you. However, you and I have a right now, today, to protect our children from this extreme. All of us have a right to protect our children. This is not about judging a woman who's, who's committed this. This is about our children. This is about our women. This is about doing something to not take it to the next extreme. This is about, this is about us trying to pick the, the lesser of the two evils. Because the evil will always be there. 
So the very first thing that we need to do is vote. Actually, we need to first pray. We need to pray, and we need to pray the rosary. The rosary is, be, is on attack right now, and I said this before, that now the rosary is being considered a lethal weapon, and they're trying to ban the rosary, just so you know. The left is trying to ban the rosary, which tells you how powerful the rosary really is. It is a weapon, and it's a lethal weapon. And guess what? This whole entire fight is not with the left and the right. It's not with the Republicans and the Democrats. The real fight is between us. It's really between Jesus and Satan. But it's up to us to fight with Jesus. Jesus wants us to fight because he has given us his power to fight against evil. So you and I are more powerful against Satan with Jesus and through Jesus. But you and I have to use our will. We have to pray and then we have to take action. So if I can ask us all, I'm going to challenge us all, to pray the rosary every single day until November 8th, which is election day. Every single day to pray the rosary to put a stop to this. If we really truly care. The next thing I'm going to encourage us all to do is please, please, please vote. If you're, if you're with Jesus in all of this, if you're with him in all of this, what I'm going to say to you right now, I'm going to scare you. I'm going to light a fire under you. What Jesus said in the gospel today could be pertaining to us, that we could be indirectly participating in the harm of our women and our children and our whole entire world if we just sit back and we allow it to continue. Do we want that? Do we want Jesus to look at us and say, well, you know what? You didn't do anything about it. Many people say to me, Father, you know they're just going to steal the election. What's the point? My, my vote doesn't matter. But we still have to do what's on our end. We still need to do what's right. Regardless if we have the, the results or not. So November 8th, go out and vote no to Proposal 3. No to Proposal 3. Please vote and vote no. Otherwise, my brothers and sisters, this world as we know it is only just going to get worse and worse. And you know who's going to pay the price? The most vulnerable. The greatest in the kingdom of heaven. Our children. The most little. They will pay the price. Is that what we want? So I, I beg you. I plead. Father, to son, daughter, daughter and or father and mother, to son, please, let's put an end to this evil. Let's ask Mary, the queen and the mother of us all, to wrap her mantle around every single mother and child today that is being attacked and every single child in the womb today. Let's ask Mary who stepped on the, the, the devil's head to come and step on this evil to protect us all. And with Mary and with Jesus, we will be victorious. Amen? Amen. Father, Son, Holy Spirit.